This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so main Chafford podcast episode 100. We've made it. We fought after all the countdowns. Um, the last night, we've more or less been on the journey to this particular episode. Indeed, indeed. So excited to finally get here. Mm-hmm. Um, Congratulations. Th- appreciate it. Thank you If you're very much. hearing that voice, it is the wonderful <laughs> Femi who's uh, joined us. Indeed. Um, he's going to be our guest on this beautiful occasion. Special guest for a special episode. That's a fact. Thank you very much. Yo, round of applause. 100 episodes, man. 100 episodes. That only has to be right. Um, so, Femi, please tell the people about yourself. This is the opportunity where we give to you to let the people know. Obviously, the book's coming out as well. So, just give all the details that you know. Yeah, nah. So, uh, maybe I'll start with the book. That's, probably Go, that's the best place to start. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, nah. So, just to paint a little bit of a picture how, how the story flows um it's a 16 year old boy named esso um mm. and he's basically wedged between two very different friendship groups mm. so on one side he's got a group of friends who are sort of peace loving piss taking mates basically on the other side he's got a group of mates who are like you know just also piss taking but like kind of dragging him into life and death peak situations yeah right um and then at the same time there's this girl named nadia who's at the front row of, of class at school and he's like like the for longest and he's trying to figure out how to tell her he's obsessed with her. Um, so one day he's he's trying to catch the 36 to school, um, sees this kid about to get run over and pushes him out of the way. And he gets smacked by this four by four. Damn. Um, not just out of consciousness, but out out of like reality, as we know, he gets knocked out mm. into this place called the upper world. So that's what the book's called, the upper world. Right. Uh, yeah, and in this place, you can see time the way that physics describes it. So, like, his whole life is just stretched out in front of him. So, like, his, his birth is over there and his death is over there, everything in between. Right. And Yo. so, yeah, he, what, he he basically catches a glimpse of the end of his day and he sees, like, basically that his whole, everybody he loves and knows is about to, is about to get killed, basically. And this is a crazy situation. Um, and so he gets knocked out again in the upper world and back into, like, our normal 3D world. Mm-hmm. And realize he's got to end the night to stop this happening. Right. Um, yeah. And then like a generation later, basically, we also see him in the future um, where he's enlisted the help of this girl, Rhea, mm. who plays football and is like a hidden physics genius. Um, and he's getting help to to do the same thing to try and stop what happened. Right. Okay. Gosh. So, yeah. Interesting. No, that is exciting. I mean, I, I, do you know what? I always wonder when someone's on like a bit of a press tour for their new like book or album, how many yeah. times have you had to tell people that same scenario. Do you know what? That that story right there, 
actually, it's funny. I had a a, 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 a sort of speaking training session. Really? Yeah. So Penguin, uh, who were publishing my book, of course, mm-hmm. kindly um, set me up for, for this. They just realized that, yeah, I'd be having more opportunities like this to, of course, to yeah. chat. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that you do is sort of figure out how to communicate uh, yeah, the, your passion and mm. the story and stuff. So yeah. this is actually probably like the f- maybe the first time I've done it outside of that official scenario. Oh, I don't man. know how that came up. That's clean. That's how I was like, yo, you sold me on the yeah? book. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was already yeah, very interested. Okay, okay. I mean, we're quite into that sort of, uh, it's almost superhero kind of. Yeah. Like, that sort yeah. of. Um, I can't. I can't really describe what sort of zone outside of the ordinary. Yeah, really. yeah. Like, yeah. this, this is world. sci-fi kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we yeah. enjoy that. So for us, that was perfect. Like you, yeah. you, you, we were already interested, but we were oh, sold. Shit. How did you? How do you come up with that sort of idea? Like that sounds <laughs> mad trippy, yeah. but it's it's beautiful. It's kind of poetic in, in a way as well. How do you? How does one come to the conclusion and is able to write that story? Like, what was your journey? From beginning to end, writing that story. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I mean, maybe one part is the the inspiration. Um, mm. So I did when I was really young. I wasn't like sort of very good at school, mm. um, and I had maybe you know I think a lot of people have that one teacher who, who just of, believes in you. Yeah, right. basically, and that happened with me with physics, um, and I just got really into it. And I got very good, and eventually I went to like. Uh, uni Oxford studying material science and then I specialized in quantum physics for my, mm. my master's um, and I just got proper proper into it yeah um, and anyway after that happened I didn't actually end up continuing physics like PhD yeah um, and I just went to the working world but there's so many things that happened afterwards that came from the fact that I thought like a physicist yeah okay yeah and then also the physics itself I just think it's interesting it's talking about the universe we live in mm. if you believe what this you know Anyway, but let, let, nah, let me let me stay I'm, back on track. It is, nah, that's <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like physics to me is just oh, so intriguing because it is it's like the study more or less of our reality and why yeah. things are the way they are. And I will never be able to understand that. But that is just it's so intriguing on a level that I don't think we'll ever be able to. If you don't understand it like the way you do, it's not something you can comprehend. You have to have someone to to, to bring you along. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, and, and to be honest, that's really what the hope of the book the book is. Because mm. um, I wanted to communicate a lot of these ideas, which I thought, do you know, if somebody explained it in a simple way, mm. people would dig it. Because again, mm. things like time travel, that's, that's what the book is exactly, also. Like, yeah. People yeah. find that kind of stuff interesting. Quite fascinating. Isn't yeah. It? So, so many people have their different rules of time travel. So oh, it's kind of, yeah. Exactly. What, do you have a specific rule for time travel? Do you know what? So my rule, because I was a physicist, well, I set out I, when I wrote this book, I set out to try and to explain how the physics of time travel works. Mm, okay. Like Einstein's theory of relativity, which talks about time and space, explain that. It's a really powerful theory. It's, most people say it's the, the, probably the most, I think I can't remember the wording, but the like the most like profound feats of human thought ever. Okay. okay. Crazy. So I wanted to try and explain that in a way where people understood it, but also mm had a reason to give a shit in the first place, which is why yeah. I put it in the story. Mm, okay. If you have like a character who you want to follow and you sort of understand what they care about and what they stand to lose, you'll go on the Makes, journey. Yeah, of course. And you yeah. might learn some physics by accident. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like that. that was, <laughs> that's dope. I like that. But that's, see, I think going back to your point about physics and how there's rules, especially when it relates to time travel, like um, 
is there certain films that have existed and you've seen the time travel in it and you think, these men are trying worse. I don't know, for There's example. There's too many examples. Of Avengers that. time travel, is uh, it flawed? Do you know what? Do you know what? I respect the Avengers approach. You, you lot tell me what you, you guys think. I'm sure you've all I seen I mean, yeah, Endgame so it, Endgame's but. approach is um, more or less that if you go back to the past, yeah. that affects your future. So you going back to the past... It creates another timeline. It creates another timeline. Yeah. Or I think the whole idea of that time travel is quite simple in terms of like Back to the Future, yeah. which is a great film. But if you think about it, it's kind of dumb because... You can't do that, really. It's, yeah. it's just not... It doesn't seem right to you. No, you, know, I, you, can't, I, I, you can't impact someone else's life. Like, he has right. to go back and more or less make his parents get together. Yeah. But, like, that's crazy. Like, you shouldn't yeah, really... The laws of nah, physics shouldn't allow no. that. I mean, look, this is, this is a funny thing about physics as well, which and why I think it's actually easier for people to get than you think, mm. one, one, you know, one, one usually thinks, is that it's very intuitive. You have a very basic understanding, like, this... Feels like it violates the law. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You don't have to see the X's and Y's. Facts, but, yeah. But most of the the sort of questions and intuitions that we, these thoughts that we have, even as a kid, mm. when you're like, "Where's the end of the universe?" Ooh, those are questions <laughs> that you can't even. Like, where like, do we, where do we come from? Mm. These are all things that actually physics have yeah. to deal with. And yeah, yeah, that intuition takes you. But to answer your question about the Avengers, though, do you know what? The the physics oh. in it was a little bit all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place. But I respected the fact that they kept it short. They were just yeah. like it was self-aware. They knew mm. what they were doing. They're like, let's quickly escape. Because yeah. <laughs> the moment you overcomplicate it, that's, that's when people fact. lose interest and all they try to find plot holes. And when you find plot holes, it just gets a bit silly, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh something we can't gloss over is the fact that you are from the beautiful place in Southeast London known as Peckham. Um, how does that feed into your work and the book, because you mentioned the bus, what, the bus? Yeah, 36 bus. Yeah. yeah. So right. talk us through how, like, your story, your your life story is fed into, feeds into the book, because it must do. Yeah. I mean, bits and, and, and drabs. Um, I mean, my main character's from Packham, but I would mm. actually say that all of the, when you write, actually, all of the characters reflect you. Yeah. So even okay. the characters, I mean, my life is, is way more, it's, it's a complicated storyline, if I mm. told you the full thing, but. I was born in Africa. I spent a lot of time in the US. Um, I ended up moving to uh, the UK when I was nine. Okay. Right. And so my parents were in Rwanda at the time. And so I was staying at my aunt's house in Peckham. Um, and then at one point going to boarding school for like basically the whole of secondary school as well. Okay. Um, and kind of going back and forth between the two different environments. Okay. Interesting. Um, and then after... I went to uni. Mm. I then went to the States for a little bit as well. To, yeah. Anyway, it's all over the place. But in a weird way, I think Peckham was the one place where I had continuity. Like my aunt's house, where I'd stayed since I was nine up to like, you know, 20s. I, that hadn't changed. I had it left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you're writing something, because part of my book takes place in the future as well. Yeah. And so I had to like think about a place where well, what would a, a place where I could predict what it would look like 15 years in the yeah. future? Okay. okay, yes. Yeah. Interesting. So I was like, you know what? I've seen a couple of decades of change in this place, especially mm. in a place like Peckham West. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. It's changed um, a lot. So it helped kind of project into the future. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Nah. So yeah. what what do you... That's actually quite an interesting question. What do you see for Peckham's future? Yeah, I mean... They finally get a tube line. 
Do you know what? That would be sick. <laughs> that would be Transporting sick. South is just it's a just myth. A busy anyway, it's a piss take, isn't uh, it? Honestly, I saw a TikTok on it, which is really interesting. I won't go too into it. But basically, the reason as to why South London is so poorly connected or doesn't have a tube line is because a lot of the... So a lot of the tube lines are made after, are named after the people or the companies that made it. So the Piccadilly line yeah. was a Piccadilly company. Whereas... There was no company in South, no company in South that wanted to build in South London because it's just not the area just isn't perfect for buildings. That, right. That's the truth. Like the ground is not good for um building. Oh, on. you mean like geologically? Just, geologically. Yeah, okay, okay. It's got issues. Like it wasn't it's not socially, worth it. I was like... Exactly. So the money to do it would have cost too much. That's why South is so poorly connected. Okay. Obviously, I think they're gonna look to start to change that. They probably got different technology now as well. Oh, they have to. Yeah. yeah. South has to be more, more people are living in those areas. Brixton's the only place in South that has a tube line. That's yeah, ridiculous. It's actually a piss take, you know. I, 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 yeah. That's why I asked you how you got here, because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a mission, man. For real, dog. But we actually have a decent bus network, I think. In, oh, I don't know. I personally. You got trams as well, don't they? You got trams. What, Croydon? Yeah, I got trams on there, yeah, and also know. like, I mean, you have some overground trains as well, like yeah, yeah, you exactly. Like by lane, yeah. So it's, um, not like it's, it's not the end of the world, but they need a. You're not landlocked, but they're <laughs> <laughs> not landlocked. <laughs> but now nah, bus is my least favorite form of transport. Yeah, you hate a bus. Oh, I don't know why man. you hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if I can avoid getting on a bus, or if it, if the journey involves a bus, I'll just get an Uber. Like, yeah, that's how much I hate he, the buses. He's too yeah. bougie for buses. <laughs> yo, bring, yo, that's, that's how I got here, by the way, to our two questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was looking at all the maps. Like, nah, I can't be us. I, yeah. I respect it, man. Got to do what you got to do, man. 100%. What were you just going to say? Um, your upbringing in Peckham, because you said, you know, the continu- continuity. Yeah. You spent most of your time there in one, like, long sweep. Yeah. How was it growing up there? What was your experiences growing up in Peckham? Yeah, I mean, probably... I mean, can't, do you know what? Honestly, I feel like I had the lightest experience in Peckham that you could have in terms of like how peak Peckham can be. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes any sense. Um, you know, I think I kind of went to my cousins, for instance. We lived in a house, like four of us, um, uh, four boys and then me. And at another point, like another guy. So kind of coming in and out. Mm. Um, and so I was going to school. Sorry about that. No, I was going to boarding school um, in Somerset and I would come back and it was, you kind of compare stories of your experience mm. and it was crazy. And I, I mean, it was actually quite jarring for me because I also came from school in the US. So I was in the US from five to nine, then moved to London. Mm. Yeah. And then went from like a school in the US, which is like, if you see something like Boys in the Hood, it's kind of like, <laughs> feels like that. So sort of new, new, okay. Newcastle, Delaware, if you look that up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I went to like from that to like Harry Potter school. In the countryside. I mean, there were some stories that were like when I first got there, mm. there was one kid who was he was just trying to like chill with me. Mm. He, he was joking with me, he pushed me. Kind of like just pushed me out the way. Yeah. And I just thought like this, this is, is- <laughs> <laughs> um and so anyway, that took me, yeah, and then I, I got into like a, a full-on fight, but it was just like a different environment. Mm. And then I, I adjusted to that environment and then coming back to Beckham and seeing different things happen. Mm. I mean, I won't go too much into that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not my things to say, but yeah, nah, it's crazy actually. Yeah, just but the, it's good though, because like yeah. you've taken some of your experiences and you've kind of put it into, uh, into the book and used it as like, 
like inspiration. So you, you know, the, the book is based in Peckham. Yeah. You know, you mentioned buses. You, there's, I'm assuming there will be a, a lot of a London South East South yeah. London influence in the yeah, book. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's deep in it. It's deep in it. I mm. mean, I think the culture in Peckham is just rich, and I think, especially as a sort of British Nigerian, yeah. mm. there aren't many places in the world I would say where you feel not judged. <clears throat> so like, yeah, not kind of. I think if I'm talking about sort of like. Racism, that kind of God, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? 100%. And so, so it's like, if you, go, if you go to Nigeria, they still see you as a British kid. If you go mm. to the UK, there's still that otherness. Yes, of course. When you have black cultural centers like Peckham, like Brixton, you feel like you belong, you know? Yeah. It's, it yeah. feels natural, you know? It's like, it's, it's like home. I remember I used to live in East London and my dad used to take me to like Saturday school and there was a certain Saturday school in Peckham whenever we'd go there, it was just filled with like Nigerians, a mm. couple um, uh, people from the Caribbean as well, but mostly yeah. just Nigerians. And I didn't realize growing up that that was such a cultural hub yeah. for Nigerian people. Yeah. So yeah, definitely is an interesting thing. I think it's kind of crazy how like, like time has progressed. Think like people from that area or even from East as well, that like they've done really amazing things. Like yeah, we come from bad areas, but yeah. we've managed to. No, I think know. that's, that is and like your, like yourself, I think that, you know, I think a book like this is one of those things that could uh, seriously change your life because it is such an interesting story. It's one yeah, of those things is, we could be sitting here and in a year from now, you know, you're on the sort, sort of same level as J.K. Rowling or no, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Money long. That's what we listen. Money long. Yo, but damn, it, is one, yeah. it is such a, like when you described it, there, it was such a fascinating story. And it's a story that I think a lot of people will want to sink their teeth into and get involved in it as well. It's yeah. just something, the story is a story of as old as time, but your the spin that you're putting on it yeah. is really what will sell it and make it different. People want to be able to immerse themselves in a world like that. And I think what you're doing is, what the book is going to do and what you're doing is fantastic, really. No, I appreciate it, bro. Sounds like a, it's going to be a very exciting read. What's the most, I don't know, you don't want to give too much away at this point, but what's the most interesting aspect of the book for yourself? Like, what's your favourite part? What's my favourite part? Jeez, that's a good question. I've never actually been asked that question, you know. You can't say all of it. No, I can't say all of it. <laughs> I can't say all of it. I can't say all of it. Um, do you know what? My favourite bits are just, like, the jokes. Mm. One thing I wanted to do with the book, because I think a lot of books are just quite serious. Yeah. You know when you watch yeah. a film, there's a certain... Um, Mount where you're like, okay, unless this is a seriously sick film, mm. it, there better be some laughs in it, like, pretty often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> break the tension a bit. Yeah, mm. break the tension. We were talking about Avengers earlier on. That, that has a lot of laughs throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, for some reason, I don't see that as much in books. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, how can we incorporate that? Like, how can we have conversations that reflect the kind of banter that you would have, you know, if, if we were kind of, yeah, just in a certain environment, kind of school environment, different environments. Yeah. Um, just having it be funny. So just yeah. like, I think my favorite bits actually aren't even necessarily the more sci-fi bits, but it's... more when you just have like teenagers making like dick jokes and stuff. Mine's <laughs> <laughs> from like in betweeners. I love it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. No, I think that's that's gonna be a very exciting part of the film. And again, like you said, it does it does help to break the tension. Um, and it is good because I think like you said, a lot of books are serious. Yeah. Um, so it's good that there's going to be those little moments in the book where it's needed, you know, because it's you know if you're reading for something too long and it's too a, serious, you're not you, your nah, mind just like kind exactly, of zones out. Exactly. That's exactly. You know what I'm saying? How how when did you actually start writing a book? Like when was the beginning? Yeah. Do you it? know what? So 
It's about three years ago now. So it took me like okay. two and a half years to write. Mm. Right. Did you write much before it or was this your first book where you're like, no, let's just do this? I didn't write before. Um, yeah. I literally decided I was going to write the book and then I started reading books that would teach me how to write books. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So you've not always been into like nah, not running. I was in the physics writing. side of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't have yeah, experience in it at all. But, but did you find it hard to like kind of <clears throat> change that like thought process to learn that, to how to write, write books and that? Yes and no. I mean, it's hard in the sense that like doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've never it's done not free. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's also easy, much easier than you think. Mm. <clears throat> I think writing is one of those things where most people, and I was included in this until like three years ago, most people believe that either you're a good writer or a bad writer. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Almost like you're born with the skills or you weren't. Right. But there's there's a there's a cheat there's the cheat codes. Like mm. there's the code book. And if you find it, there's actually a lot of things that you Is it finding the cheat code for yourself though? Like the one that works best for you? Or it's just there's, yeah, a, there's I mean, a cheat code and that's it's it. It's sort of like imagine it's it's like anything. It's mm. like it's like music. Uh you could spend the whole time trying to look around to find the song that best, but like most of the time you just look at what your, your mates are doing, like mm. what the most popular music is out there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with writing. There's like a, a number of books where these are like the, the recommended books yeah. that will get you there. And there's, I mean, like if you're ever interested in writing, I could obviously share them with you. But I think reading like a book to a couple hundred pages, you'd be surprised on the writing process, you'd be surprised just how much you can pick up and you'd be like, oh, that's how they're doing. Mm. Mm. And you'll never, you'll never read a book the same way or you never yeah. watch a film the same way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Once you, once you've seen the cheat codes as well, oh. it's like, oh, that's what they're doing. Fair enough. No, I think <laughs> <laughs> that's what they be doing. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. Do you know what? It's interesting because you say is in terms of, I think we're all quite into film. And then when you watch stuff online, especially for me, like I watch uh, this thing where, VFX artists, they react to the VFX in films and it's just ruined my enjoyment. Really? Well, not ruined, but now I'll be seeing That's stuff and I'll be like, funny. yo, it's janky, Give us man. an example. What would you say? Oh my God, there was some bad CGI. I mean, the best example, I think we all know it is, as good as the film is, <laughs> the CGI in the, in, in the third act of Black Panther is some of the worst I've ever it's seen. It is really bad. The budget but- ran out. <laughs> <laughs> the way, the way the- said wrap it up. I didn't understand. That the was like the climax out. as well. You just had to yeah. watch this cartoon. Like that rhino look Fake. And then when they were both going at it in... Uh... See, I don't mind when they're outside and they were fighting, but once they came to the railway system, yeah. that's where it looked like it was PS2 graphics. He's <laughs> looking like the Flash CW type shit right For now. For real? Like, nah. I was not feeling Once that. you see this shit, it's, it's hard to look back, man. They really ruined it. And they also do... Um, oh, what's it? Who are the people that do... Stunt men react. That's they also okay. do that. And there's so many stunts that you just think, wow, they fucked up there. Like it's a punch that shouldn't have gone oh, that way. Serious. Or oh, damn. um stunt actors want like the lighting to be a particular way. So if I see uh, a fight scene, no matter how good the film is, but the fight scene's in the dark and it you can tell they've not had a lot of time to come to together with the choreography for the fights, you just know it's gonna be piss poor. What you're describing is that same thing. Mm. After that, you're like, oh, like. You, you watch films, you, you also know where they, they did well and where they where failed. They didn't, like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing you're talking about. You can tell, like, the darkness means, the, the, like... Yeah, and it's just... A, you can already tell, and I'm sure that's what you experience now with, yeah. when you read a book or you see a book. Yeah, um, a yeah, I'm getting there, man. I'm still I'm still pretty... I've only been doing this for a few years. And there's mm. people who are, like... it's I can still look at other people's writing and just be like, oh, yeah, this person's, like... 
Le- there's levels know. to this. Yeah, hundred percent. I was just gonna say, who are some of your favorite authors then that you've been or that you've taken inspiration from going into this experience, and then just in general, really. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah no, it's, it's all over the place. Honestly, I th- I'd say on the author side, um, people like Chimamanda. Nasty man. What's up, bro? What are you saying? What's up, bro? It's all good, bro. No problem. 100th episode, Iman just walked in the building. Gotta get our aliases off, actually. We didn't even do that. But... <laughs> Iman G45 in the building. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit late. No problem. Yeah, it was just. It was, it was horrible, man. Quite literally five minutes from close to the yard, like next to the yard. The station is five minutes to the yard. Yeah. And then I timed it. And the moment I got to the station, I just saw the train leave. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do in them Sorry, situations. Psycho, man. Man. Sorry, bro. You made it though. You made it though, bro. That's the moment. Yeah. 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 Thank God. <laughs> thank God for, for life. <laughs> we thank God. We thank God I'm here. But yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm late. Um, That's calm. Yeah. No, it's kind of mad because this is the hundredth episode and like everything's supposed to be. It's Spot fine, on. you're here, bro. It's fine. You still got time. That's a fact. Yeah. 100, baby. You made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right, cool. So, yeah, I think what was the, the question was... Who yeah, was well, the... well, yeah, inspirations and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I think on the book side, probably Chimamanda. Um, Stephen King. I don't know if you've read anything. I'm, if you haven't read it, you've seen a lot of his films. Like The, it, the Green Mile, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, all based off his stories. Okay. Um, but he's sick. Wilson Scott Card. He does a lot, a lot of sci-fi stuff. Mm. But honestly, because when I was writing this book, I wanted to partly reach kids. Um, Got you. I, I think music was a big inspiration as well. Mm. Just to like see like the way drill and sort of grime was just rising in the UK. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean... So is the music reference in the book as well? Or is that something... It's, or is it's, you can tell that the influence is Yeah, there. You, you, you can tell, you can tell. There's a, there's, I think there's a couple of references, yeah. But you, you can tell as part of... I mean, when you grow up as a teenager, that's when you listen to most music. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That. That's where you form your identity of music. Honestly, mm. yeah. That's the point where you go from listening to whatever's on the radio to actually forming your own. That's a fact. Your own yeah, taste, 100%. for sure. Yeah, 100%. And what you listen to at that point is what you hold on to probably for the rest, the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that is true. true. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Nah, so, yeah, I think that, but I don't know, man. I'm not one of these these people who has like a picture of someone on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I hear that. That like, makes sense. Like Mike. Like Mike. Mike. <laughs> Yo, he's nah, a legend. <laughs> he's you know, one legend. thing is great though. Like we had, uh, it was Katie who came on and she, yes. we were discussing just like black people and writing and putting, making books. And it was like black males in particular mm. yeah. typically don't write and typically yeah. don't put books out. So the fact that we've had you here yeah, it's actually a really amazing thing. Yeah. I appreciate that. And like, yeah. it's just interesting to think like, you didn't even start with writing in mind. Like you're obviously about physics and stuff like that. With your, with your, you know, your journey into physics, was that just through you choosing or was that from like your parents or an external source? Because in my life, I was never, science was never really the thing for me. Like I, I, I was yeah. good at maths, I was good at English, but science was always to me like, oh, I, I can't wrap my, my brain around it. Okay. So was that something you just chose like that comes to you naturally. No, it's not. It's not. You remember I said earlier on about how writing is one of those things that you think you either get it or not. Yeah, I 100% believe that physics and maths are those things. Okay. The same way we're not. It's not that you're born or good at it or not. Either you somebody gives you a the curiosity that's a big thing and b mm. the cheat codes. 
that's what determines whether you get into something, right. whether you get good at it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are differences in terms of how we're born, but they're way, way, way weaker, in my opinion, than the environment. Interesting. Probably. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Nurture over. You also made a mention that your teacher. Yeah, I just had a teacher who, do you know, it happened in two stages. The first was one of my mates told me the fact that, like, apparently America and Russia had, like, thousands of nuclear weapons. I was like a 10, 11-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. And he's like, each of these nukes, like, the the nuke that they dropped on Hiroshima killed 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. A lot of those people instantly, Mm -hmm. right? And the amount of material that, that, that created that fucking fireball was, like, the size of this... Bottle. Mm. That's how much matter was converted into energy. Yeah. And so it just, A, blew my mind just as a concept. B, I was like, yo, how many of these nukes are? (laughs) (laughs) Instant paranoia, bro. So I'm just sitting in my bed just like, what what, what if somebody presses the wrong button? They still have the the same amount of nukes, (laughs) isn't it? What's that? They still have the same amount of nukes. They've not produced anything. May, yeah, it's it's, it's insane how many there's. But now I'm hearing they've got a hydrogen bomb. Like, yeah, man. The ones that they have now are like 10,000 times more powerful than Jesus. They're trying to make it current if they ever drop, man. So I I think. think (laughs) It's over, bro. It's over. The one one that dropped in Hiroshima was like only a certain mile um, radius. Mm. Whereas this one. It's so like if you it, drop it in London, it can go all the way to Manny. Mm-hmm. Manny? Yeah. Damn. No, the, the weapons are crazy. You know, if you drop a nuclear bomb in space, it creates an electromagnetic pulse that will shut down all the electronics on Earth. Yeah. Like yeah. in that place where the pulse reaches it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, these men should not be playing. Like, that at all. Just don't have them. Get it's rid of them. insane. Honestly, yeah, so that bothered me. And then I just like, you know, I want to learn more about this. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, the, yeah, that curiosity got into me. And then I was, it needed an outlet. And yeah. The gap is short, right? If you don't get something to feed it, it probably would have killed. I never would have known I was good at this stuff. Man. Yeah. But then I, I found someone, a teacher, who basically kind of said, oh, yeah, have a look at this book. Have, have a look at this. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of went from there. But when I was younger, I was very bad at school. And at one point was meant to get excluded from, from sort of mainstream schooling because I, I wasn't keeping up. So right. de- that's why I'm such a strong believer because I, I saw it go a little bit from yeah. one to the other intellectually. Yeah. yeah. So when my, uh, I guess a question would be, when you find, finalize a book and you're looking for a publisher, how does that go about? And obviously Penguin is a big name. So how does it, Obviously, he must really believe in the products as well, which you know gives, yeah, yeah. informs us of how Big good it really is. Um, how does that? Come, how do you go about getting to that final stage of publishing? Yeah, so I mean, it depends on. There's different ways to cut cake, and I definitely have. I don't. I don't have like the book on how to do. Yeah, it. I yeah. can tell you my experience basically, but sure. Um, yeah, no. Nah, so I wrote the book. I mean, I think these days, back in the day, you could write like a couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. These days, you still hear about every once in a while, like somebody was having a conversation with somebody and said, yeah. "Hey, I want to write this book," and they're like, "Okay, I'll give you a deal to write it." Mm-hmm. That that shit doesn't really happen, okay. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so you come, you gotta come a bit more correct, especially in fiction. Nonfiction, you can you can put a sick proposal, do do most of it. There. But I finished the manuscript. I got a lot of feedback from people, mm. um, like sort of people on the kind of my bookish side um like my my friends on ends as well to make sure you know everything made sense and it wasn't gonna get like just trying to get different angles because everybody has blind spots yeah so you have to iron that out so i sent it out then i sent it to them um and no i sent it to my agent 
No, I should, I should tell you how I got the agent, I guess, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nah, so, do you know, it's like everything. It's a, it's a mix of networking mm. and just having your, your shit correct as well. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to have both of those plus some luck. Yeah. Um, but I had this one friend who I went to uni with who published a book. Mm. And she's actually gone on to have like quite a lot of success. Okay. So I, I chatted to her and I said, and I said, can we grab some coffee? Um, I mentioned at some point, yeah, I'm writing a book. It's a couple, you know, maybe a year or so away. Um, it'd be sick if you could have a look. Hoping that if it was good enough, she might said, you know. So I, I finished the first draft and I sent it to her. Mm. And she just responded with like three bullet points of like, you need to change this. <laughs> oh, man. These, these were deep <laughs> changes. Oh, God, man. Um, so I went, spent another year working on it. Um, and then I sent it back to her and she was like, okay, I'll afford it. All right. And then I lined up a, a bunch of other ones. I had like a Excel Excel spreadsheet and I sent it to like a few others, but actually they, 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 they all came back actually with some interest, if that makes any sense. Yeah, That's great. Okay. Um, and so, but I had a good process because you know, with the concept of the book, I'm trying to do physics plus like a contemporary culture kind of book. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And those aren't two things that most people saw together. Yeah. Mm. And so I got advice from, for instance, black people who, black writers who were just like, you know, bro, I don't think this is going to, I don't think this is going to work. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, interesting. Not only that they were like, no, this is sick, but I don't know if you'll, if they'll get it. Okay, if it will translate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we did a bunch of things to try and get around that. I ended up, actually ended up making like a two minute, YouTube uh, video, like a sort of real of it kind of thing. Yeah, just to explain the concept, explain who I was. So I sent that with the, the package, um, with my book, basically. You got you. The, the sort of word file, plus a two-minute YouTube video. And it worked. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm, yeah, no, for real. <laughs> Thank you. For real. Because that's a lot of, I guess it's a bit of a journey, it's an, and it's a process, but I think it's a, a process which you'd have to go through. But that makes complete sense, like yeah, the no. journey that one would have to go go through in order to get from one place to another with the book. Um, and it's good that you got that much feedback because I feel like you covered every corner as yeah. well. Um, and including like physics feedback as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's getting... So there's, there was no yeah. ground that wasn't covered. Yeah, basically. I mean... It's not a perfect book, but like you do your best in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 nah, course. don't say yourself short, man. First, first of many, though. You know exactly. what I mean? Hopefully, exactly. I appreciate it. No, um, do you think you, there's a there's a world where there could be another a follow up book? Uh, almost. Yeah, two? no, I'm writing the sequel right now. Damn. Okay. Exclusive. Nice. nice. You heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Number two yeah, is no, on I'm writing the way. sequel right now. I'm writing the sequel right now. So, I'm, going, I'm going back to Africa for it as well. Okay. okay. I'm excited that's, that's for that. Nice. Well, isn't it's going to be set in. Partly, so the book one is set in Peckham, but book two is it's a prequel sequel. Have you seen like The Godfather before? Yeah, yeah. How two yeah. goes to Sound number two. Yeah, yeah, it sort yeah. of goes back to like his dad, Vito Corleone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. also see Michael mm. after in the, the events in the present. Yeah, so it's the same kind of deal. I like that. So it sandwiches the storyline, like so you kind of get the two understanding. Yeah, yeah, that's, I know. that's dope. And so the main almost character like, we go um, back to his his, his, his almost his, like Power and then Kanan. Like what? Power and then Kanan. You know, like power on like what Fifty Cent has shown. Oh, the show, and then now he has Kanan. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
Is that like a, pre- a prelude, is it? Yeah, a prequel. It's, a prequel, it's sorry, yeah. Three, three or four episodes. Now, four episodes as soon as this comes out, but it's three episodes in at the moment. Do you know, I never got into Power, you know. I don't blame you. I watched like three, four episodes. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting, but there's just so many souls out here right now. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. made the right decision to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, after season My three. Just... Really? Yeah, but people say it's sick, though. Yeah. My, my wife loves it. It's alright. I don't know. It's alright. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. 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 Snowfall. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Who's better? In my humble opinion. Yeah. I've not seen season four yet, but yeah, man, like, I'll damn say so. that it's, for real, man, like, damn is, so, is much better. I, I clocked on the episode that came out recently, <laughs> right? And you let slap your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized that's from Snowfall. Yeah, yeah. That's, you that's stuck that episode. right in at the end of the episode. Uh, and I was yeah. like, Where's, where did this come from? So one, of the, one of the episodes, um, basically. Well, it's a spoiler, but in season, I think it's in season two. I think it's in season two. Yeah. And basically, um, one of the main characters gives a kilo of cocaine to his friend and his friend's dad takes it and doesn't give it back and doesn't pay for it. Okay. So, and his father is a porn director. <laughs> oh, just throw that, my just God. Just throw that in this. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... This so, is a great scene to be fair. So basically, the main character's uncle is excited to go to the father's house because he knows that there's going to be women there because that's what he's known for. He goes in, busts through the door. It's not what he expects to see. Yeah. He is shooting porn, but it's um, gay porn. So then, now, <laughs> so then now everything just goes like, it's, it's a complete different scene. And then, yeah, um, moments later, they're basically saying, what happened to the brick? Like, we need the brick. And then he just continues and is like, you know what? You need to slap your dad. Where are the titties? There's supposed to be titties. It's a great scene. Slap your dad. That's just the way he says it. It's like, what? He's really well spoken. Like, he's borderline oh, yeah. got a British accent. Fantastic. And yeah. Nah, it's yeah. insane. Oh, serious. Yeah. The Brits so, don't play, man. Um, yeah, sorry, we went completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> completely off topic, but yeah, yeah. What was I going to say? Um, okay, so what are some of your favorite theories on in terms of the world of physics and time travel and sci-fi like what are some of the things because i'm quite into neil degrasse tyson and all of his and how he speaks about physics and how it works what are some of your favorite theories do you know what if you yeah i mean i think my 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 the one i like most right now is quantum field theory Mm. break it down for the people you really want to do this i don't think you can can you do you know what so try and break it down. Try, try, try. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try this. You know, I literally had a whiteboard out this morning, writing down like all kinds of stuff and equations, trying to do what you're asking me to do right now. Mm. <laughs> and I did, and I didn't finish. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna try because this okay. is also some of the stuff like book two. But um, all right. So very simply, imagine an empty world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Empty universe. Nothing in there. Right. And then. The first layer comes in, which is a field, almost like a substance, right? Invisible substance, but it's a field that's throughout the whole universe. And it's called the electromagnetic field, okay? And at certain points in the universe, 
it's almost like got like a, a string kind of nature. It, it can have fluctuations. Right. If that makes any sense. So at certain mm. points it could like oscillate. Right? So that's one field. Then you have this other field called the proton field. And you have a bunch in the, in total, I think 25 different fields all overlaid on top of each other. Okay. And each of them having different sparks and fluctuations in different places. Mm-hmm. Now it turns out that's what quantum field theory describes the fact that the entire universe you have these fields pervading all of space and time and every time there's an oscillation of vibration in the field that corresponds to a particle so an electron is just an oscillation in the electron field okay okay now you then have these things between them which (laughs) there's four more fields and those other fields basically allow the fields to interact with each other okay okay and so long and short of it, all of the forces of nature, there's four forces of nature. Le- electromagnetics, that's the electromagnetic field. Uh, there's the weak nuclear, strong nuclear, and then there's gravity. Mm. Right. All of those things are encapsulated into this field theory that describes why the world looks the way it looks. Okay. But that's the most fundamental understanding we have of what reality is made of. So can we not see the electromagnetic field? We can interact with it. Right. But even the, the, the act of seeing... Is involves even... things going to your eyes, right? Those things are called photons. So like the light, it's called photons. And what is a photon? It's actually a disturbance in the electric magnetic field. Right. So we're all part of it. Okay. <laughs> so without those four elements, there would be no universe. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So if you took one of them away, is it like it would be... Was it curtains? Yeah, it's curtains. No, it's definitely curtains. Yeah, no, it's definitely curtains. Now, most most of those things they 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 have like numbers that define them. So like, you know, like yeah, pi equals three point one four. Yeah, like the strength of electric magnetic field is you know blah blah blah. If you move it by even just a percentage of percentage of percentage, nothing works anymore in the universe. Shit like that. Like the sun wouldn't have, the sun wouldn't have formed. That's, that's horrifying. Like... Do you know why I don't like <laughs> stuff like this? Because it's it's just the fact we're here is just so much by chance, and the fact that we're here that and it's so perfect. If that makes sense, like, yeah. That everything by, works. It's, it's by design. Jeez. Hey, you trying to get me in trouble with my parents right now? <laughs> <laughs> just say yes. <laughs> um, do you know what I, I I do? People who like the whole God versus no God argument, I think is I don't I think it's a bit of a false choice. Um. I, I think that God exists. I just mm. think it's very, very far for kind of like the white, be- you know, white bearded dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I think yeah. it's, pro- I think God is probably the, the the forces that I was describing just a couple of seconds ago. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Not them specifically, but just like within a, the reality that we exist in. Because it's just yeah, like again, it goes back to the point of if one thing is off, like it's, it is too perfect, and the fact that. You know, just one one thing being off and the sun doesn't get formed, you know, that's that's insane. Like yeah. there's everything is here and it ha- all comes together to make a perfect system. Yeah. Which we wouldn't have without it. I mean, do you study or understand the idea of like black holes and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like deeply, because I, I did like my 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 master's stuff was in quantum computing. So mm-hmm. I was trying to come up with a quantum computer, which by the way. That's pretty cool. Technology. How does that work? In the in the, in the we are very <laughs> close. We are very close to it, are we? We're, we're kind of close. Yeah. So I worked on it like ten quantum years computers. ago. Um, and I was designing a quantum memory system. Okay. So the memory system that we would use for a quantum system once we built it. 
I mean, I didn't know it was going to take this. <laughs> um, but yeah, we kind of all knew it would take decades before the technology caught up with the theory. Got you. Okay. So, so what is the theory? So, the, yo, you guys are really going for it today. <laughs> <laughs> now we're trying to get intelligent, right, man. Quantum field theory done. Quantum computing now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, no, let's do it. Let's do it. So, man, do you want the one minute version, two minute, or three, three minute version? Give us the two. The two minute version. All right, calm. Um, so, there are certain two types of problems. One is an easy problem, one is a hard problem. Mm. An easy problem is one where when you increase the amount of things by little, like, let me give you an example. Let's say, for instance, I say to you, there's 10 stops you have to make as an Amazon driver. Right? Yeah. You have to figure out what's the optimal route, the shortest route. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's actually what you call a hard problem because every time you add one stop, you have to run all the calculations again. They call it sort of, and it scales badly. Yeah. And it turns out if there was a hundred stops, the number of combinations that you have to look through to figure out what's the shortest route, if you took every single atom in the known universe and gave it 10 billion years, and, and each, every atom in the known universe turned it to computer, right? Mm. And each of those computers could be used to solve this problem. It wouldn't be solved in 10 billion years. Imagine. And so there's a lot of problems in life that computers are just so far from fixing because the, the amount of com computation power it requires is insane. That's okay. just how numbers work, it turns out. That's a certain type of problems. And a lot of things fall into this. Anyway, what quantum computers do, they take advantage of a very strange property of reality, which is that when you zoom in, right? So you have my, the hair on my finger, when you zoom to that, you have atoms. Then when you go really down, you have things like electrons. Mm. Now an electron at the quantum level, that tiny level, it turns out it can be, it shows these properties that make you believe that actually the electron exists in multiple universes. What? <laughs> I mean, there's two different interpretations of stuff, but it behaves as if there are two electrons interacting with each other when they can own, like they've done these experiments called a double slit experiment where they shoot one single electron through a slit where it has sort of like two slit options. Yeah. So it can go through here or there and they shoot one electron at a time through those slits. And the pattern that it makes on the back, because it goes through the slits, you know, yeah. some get blocked, but the pattern it makes on the back after mm. the, isn't a pattern where you'd expect from just having one electron. It's as if two electrons go through it, they attract and repel each other, interfere with each other, and it creates a pattern that shows that there was, in that path, there was like two electrons behaving as if we, there, there are two parallel, Parallel universes interact with each other. Now, you, there's different interpretations of that. That's mine, and a lot of people agree with that interpretation. Mm. That's called the Ever interpretation. But the crazy thing about this world where you have this multiplicity is the more electrons you add on top, right, in terms of computer system, the more multiplicity you get. And the, it goes insane in terms of, like, just how the numbers blow up in terms of how many parallel universes you can connect to each yeah. other. Right. So what they've done, and this is what I was, what I was doing in my, 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 my paper and stuff, was we figured out, um, well, at least in my paper, we, we figured out how to code a quantum algorithm. Okay. Okay? Which means that you can put a problem in there, and in each of the different universes, the problem is being solved. Okay. Right. And so you split the problem over all of those universes so that the amount of time it takes is like that. It's even quicker. 
Yo, Kang is real, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> get the TVA on the, on the, the phone. TVA. Black owned as well. I love it. Black <laughs> owned. <laughs> 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 Okay, that's, that's interesting. So that's does that make does that make it better? You got, from, you, you, from, does that make it better? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it makes it makes some sense to me. It's, it's almost like um, you know, when you eat food, yeah, your digestive system breaks it down and it gets solved at the same time. Yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah, yeah. But this one we're talking about milliseconds. Yeah, mm. it's just parallel processing data. at like a crazy scale. Yeah. So I guess it's just trying to process as much information as possible um, at a fast pace as well. Because, I mean, you'd be there forever if you tried to do it yourselves. Yeah, I mean, the, the first place is going to get used is to for, like, financial crime and security, basically. Okay. So the way that all of our payments right now are, are secured is they have, they, they put a math problem that's too hard for computers to solve. Go you. Which is, you know, prime numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you solve two, multiply two, like, the most prime, the prime numbers are the ones where... You know, I'm, I'm going to mess this up. But long story short, you have to figure out what two numbers multiply to give the number. Mm. Simple as that, but it scales badly. You need crazy computing power. But with quantum computers, you can do it. So all of the WhatsApp, when it says, you know, 260-bit encryption, that's all this stuff. Is that the 421 problem? Say more, bro. The, like the 421 problem, where basically whatever number you can multiply, it will always come down. Like, you multiply it, subtract one, something like that, and it will always come down to four, oh, two, really? one. Oh, think, really? I think it's something like, they're trying to solve it. It's never been solved. Yeah. It's a mass problem that's never been solved. Okay. But, yeah. Do you know, I never heard it before. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they're linked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when it comes to, like, number systems and patterns, there's always links, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything they haven't resolved? I mean, obviously, that sounds ridiculous, but, like, on, they're on the cusp of resolving, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the, all the stuff I was just talking about, quantum computing, it's still quite far away because the technology of it is hard, hard to do. Right. Okay. It's really hard to do. It's really, really hard. Um, and so, yeah, we st- we still got a little while. But yeah, no, no. In terms of stuff, like, yeah, there's loads of stuff that they haven't, haven't been solved, man. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. It, it, yeah. God, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a fact. fact. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, no, I actually, oh, yeah, yeah. actually realized that. That's a fact. Like, you you believe you know everything. And it's like you don't actually know everything. There's, but I think there's a beauty in not knowing everything as well. I think, 100%. oh God, I couldn't imagine what um, being all-knowing would be like. But that's terrifying. Yeah. Especially as the universe keeps on growing and developing and then being able to resolve that, that's insane. 100%. So I think there is a beauty in not knowing. Um, I guess just before we round off, um, we wanted to talk about the Netflix deal. Yeah. Um, DK Daniel Kaluuya um, <laughs> is involved. It's, I believe it's a movie as well. Yeah. What's that like, and how did that come about? Because that's crazy. The book's not even out yet. You're already getting things patterned for the journey ahead. Yeah, like what's that? Must feel amazing. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, I mean, honestly, it's it's, it's still it's still kind of sinking in. Mm. Yeah, I, I most of the time I don't process any of this stuff like it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that okay. makes any sense. Right. It kind of like just because it's it, it's a little bit. I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm yeah. blessed. Um, it's just a, a like a high gradient of change. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. the way it happened, the, the book deal and the Netflix deal happened in the same month. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, my book kind of leaked out and then I was chatting to, like doing Zoom calls during COVID with like mm. these Hollywood people saying we're interested in the thingy. I was just like, I don't know. I don't really understand the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all quite new. Um, but... It, I think the sickest part about it is just 
the fact that it gives me a bit more room to do what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, I, this this time a lot, like sort of a year, two years ago, I was, I was working full time and it was fun, but there was just a part of me that I knew the whole time wasn't being expressed. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, of course. Um, and so just being able to invest in myself, invest in my creativity. Um, do you know what I mean? I have to learn a lot of things, but I guess that's part of yeah. life as well. Yeah. Um, and the support I've gotten has been, has been sick from like family and friends and, just all, all around. Um, so now I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm also nah, you have to. You've yeah. <laughs> got to, man. When you watch the movie, are you going to be one of those guys like, you're like, oh, why did they change this about? <laughs> like what's in the in the book or try to... Do you know what? Because that what? happens a lot with a lot of books yeah, that become movies, movies, don't they? Yeah. yeah, no, I said this to someone recently, but like it's... The, the, the analogy I got told was for this exact same situation, I got yeah. given advice to somebody who'd, who'd adapted books to films before. His, mm. his own film, book had been adapted to film. Mm. Right. So he'd gone through this. And I'll twist his analogy, but he basically said, imagine you design like the perfect suit, an Ankara suit. Okay. Like, mm. Perfect. You got the tailoring, you have your model, you know, like six, three, all the, everything's cut. Um, and then somebody takes that, you sell it, and then somebody takes that, um, and they turn it into bikini. <laughs> right? <laughs> but but right. Hear, hear this, hear this. Okay. The bikini... Might might have been better than your suit. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, okay. And so it just depends on who made the bikini. Yeah. And in That's this true, case, yeah. I mean, in this case, it's not even a bikini. I mean, like, right right now, they're actually staying pretty true to the sports material. So That's good, yeah. But, like, ultimately... I mean, Danny Kalia's on it, so we can't can't fit. Nah, of course, you can't complain, man. man. That boy's a and king, Oscar winner as well. Yeah, so from the like, ends as well. So it's it's, it's yeah. more yeah. it's authentic. Yeah. authentic. Mm. And then what's his name? The the other producer is a guy named Eric Newman. His company made Narcos. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and and Bright as well, actually, a couple other films. Um, and so it's just a strong team. So I'm mm. more like using the opportunity to just learn and like put my creative. Do you know what I mean? All that yeah. stuff. Mm. I mean, you'd be cast as a producer on it as well. That yeah. One. So I'm executive producer on it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so yes. I have like monthly calls just chatting through different aspects. Mm. Yeah. And I'm assuming they just want to make sure that you're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, this my expertise is what they want. They <laughs> Surely they <laughs> do. That's jokes. Um, nah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of both. I think... Um, these days they're including like authors more in that process. Before they were just like, we'll take it. Yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think you'd have to be involved in it. You, I think it will be more true, especially the the eventual fans who will be coming out. They'd want to. They'll take comfort in the fact that you were involved because I know the author of the Percy Jackson films. She hates them. I think he he or she anyway. She hates them and it's just like they totally demolished really? my creation more or less yeah um but now it's back at uh disney and she, i think she's a lot more involved in the series which is due to come out okay um mm. which was what she wanted but to be fair to her like knowing a bit about the books and n- having watched the films like they did they just did not respect her <laughs> at, respect at all <laughs> at all so, so was, yeah. was this a situation where you sold the book to the film producers or the the industry well, I don't know like of course you can't sell it to the industry but you sold it to the producers or you lease it to the producers or they just pick up and say yeah this so is your it, book. it's a Netflix deal basically okay yeah ah, right. so cool, it's, cool. it's it's kind of complicated in the background but it's Netflix and the producers are 59% um Daniel Clear's company and, and uh 
and uh, Screen Arcade, basically. Okay. And so, yeah, that's generally how it works. Yeah. Fair enough, man. With the um, audiobook, um, I think I was talking to Tom because he did the um, the voice for it, I believe. Yeah. Did you have much of an input yeah. in that as well? Yeah. Do you know, we went we went nuts on the audiobook. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... I so I I thought that like the story could just be a lot sicker if we had music in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like some you know when you watch films, if you watch a film with no music in it, yeah, it's you, not, you've lost a whole different like <laughs> element dimension. The, you lost the yeah, dimension. Yeah. You lost yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to chuck in some music basically. And so I I don't know much about. I'm, I'm I mean I, I love music. I listen to it like most of us, but I'm not a musician. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I reached out into sort of people I knew to find out people who might be interested in just doing something mad. Um, and so there's a guy, he's an 18-year-old Ghanaian uh, producer, beat, beat maker. He's like, he plays drums in his church. Yeah. Um, and he's a fresher at uni right now. Yeah. But he makes sick beats and he threw them online. Um, I know a guy named, he raps as well, a guy named CS, who had taken one of his beats. Yeah. Um, he just saw it online and he said, like, patent it. And so he got his contact details. We got him in the studio. When I was at Oxford... The guy in my college, like a couple of years below, um, is now music director for The Globe. Okay. okay. And so he does like post-classical music. We got these two in the studio. My cousins came, CS came. We all just basically said, come up with three instrumentals for the book. One Afro beats, one drill. Um, and then James Maloney, the, the guy at The Globe, made a post-classical kind of thing. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Um, so we chucked that in. And so it's kind of backing Tom, Tom Mucci's and, and Ruche's... Uh, Vocals, so it comes it comes in quite nice. I actually think yeah. the audiobook is going to be a special product, especially because okay. I think a lot of people don't have time or the habit of reading. Reading, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, I think yes. you you listen to audiobooks more than reading, don't you? Yeah, more time. Yeah, that's well, actually quite to be honest, I've I've really taken, I've really taken the time to listen more to audiobooks and podcasts, just because there's an interesting conversation, and also with the audiobooks there is more conceptualizing. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas music, of course, you know exactly what lyric they're going to say. Yeah. Um, unless you listen to something completely different where it's a completely different genre. Yeah. Then you don't know what to expect. But more time, in terms of lyrics, I mean, there's only much you can say on a song. Yeah. That is... Yeah, no, I hear that, yeah. Accepted by society in yeah. some way. Yeah, what is the challenge, isn't it? I mean, I, I think Zadie Smith is one who said, sort of, in many ways, in black culture, because, you know, the chicken leg thing, because books haven't been written for... For black people, as as much as they they need to have been, in terms of us being represented in books that we really really want to read about, mm-hmm. um, we've in many ways found our voice for storytelling through music. Yep. And yes. So yeah, it's ended up that's almost that's uh, I think our literary base in music is way stronger than it is in books. Mm. Absolutely. Like the tradition, the stories, like. Do you know what I mean? When you when you think about your favorite rapper, you kind of you know their story, you know where they come from. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How they feel about certain things is storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, I think there's an opportunity in books because obviously there's only so much you can fit in a three-minute song. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So if you want to tell a bigger yeah. story, then you do need a longer format. So audiobooks is, are, are interesting. And it's good that we have people like you doing this because you can open a door for like a kid who black. Yeah, I don't know exactly. what to do with my life. You've written a book yeah. who identifies, you know, being a black guy. Like, oh, I can do this as well. If yeah. you can do it, why, why yeah, can't I? 100%. So. Now, honestly, I mean, it, it, it's tough because I always open with the sort of quantum physics stuff. I, I, I'll be honest, that, that was hard. That took work to get there. <laughs> but a lot of the stuff I'm doing right now, I feel like, 
there's a lot of just win-wins in the community, man. Mm, there's just a, a just talent all over the place. Um, and I think when there's more conversation across generations, sort of within generations as well, there's mm. just a lot of talent that can be sort of... But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about what you're describing, though. Just like seeing young young people capitalizing on opportunity today, basically. Absolutely. Representation is key. Man. No, it matters, yeah. man. It's key. Can't put a price on it at all. 100%. Um, okay, bro. So... Please, unless everyone, anyone else has any other questions. I think that's it. All right. Mm. Let me not forget because he'll, he'll get angry. Um, <laughs> music for this week, please. Uh, we just pick a song music. to put on our playlist oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. each week. So if there's any, if there's one song you listen to right now, feel free to, to plug it, basically. I saw Ooh. the last one. You guys are plugging Unnotina. Yes. Yes. Big up to him. Very good album. That yeah. was cold. Yeah. I've even gone back to it, actually. I was just like, this is so good. He's a madman. He's Do very special. Nah, he, he's yeah. very, very talented, isn't he? Mm. It's yeah. just his flow in the pockets that he can get into. I don't think anyone else is doing that right now. 100%. Absolutely. No, his, his, his technique, is his tech is mad. For real. Tech is and then on top of that, he's a showman as well, right? Fact. He's got yes. the... He's got yeah. his <laughs> it's, a, it's a potent <laughs> package. Yes, 100%. Um, well, I'm going to start off. Um, I was gonna put on this song, "My News" by SME. Um, I really liked it, but to be honest, there's another song that really gravitated that I really gravitate towards, and that's T E D T E D T E D N S T E D N S T E D N S. I don't know why he said his name. T E T E T E D S. Yeah, this is so bad. The HB freestyle, really good. Yes. He's great off. sample, um, great production on the song, of course. But mm. as I said, it's one of those it's one of those songs that it's it's just a different individual, but it's the same similar story, and it's just it's lovely. But this one's more of an update of his story. Okay, so yeah, Sick. it's a freestyle, but yeah, dope, dope. love that. Sick. Um, my choice is going to be by a man by the name of Gels. I came across it on Twitter, just in the comments. Um, you know how you see people promoting their songs, but that's more or less where I found it. It's called Bachata. Um, it's got like a it's drill influence, but it's got like a Spanish sort of fe- or Hispanic sort of feeling beat to it, which I think if you listen once you listen to it, it will really take suck you in. So nah, great song. Um yeah, keep doing your thing. Nice, nice. Um mine is uh by Nas. It's called Rare. He put on an album last mm. week. It's oh, really, yeah. really good. Um King Kings Grand is, two, no? yeah, yeah, number two. And there's, there's some really good songs on there's there. Some really good songs. That song stuck out to me the most. It was really in his bag. But you know, my one's a bit old, but it's still like one of the ones I'm repeating these days. That's all good. Um, but yeah, KO Table 7. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that Perfect. One? No, I don't think I have. But we'll find out this week when we put in the Absolutely. playlist. So. Sick. Nah, it's good. And that's, that's the beauty of the playlist. It helps us to find new songs that we might not have ha- heard before. So yeah, no, that's, that is... The beauty of it. So tell the people on where they can find you online. Just remind them when the book is coming out. Um, all of that good stuff. Yeah. Nah, nah. Nineteen. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah, the Upper World um, by Femi Fadiba coming out on nineteenth of August. So less than a week from now. Amazing. Um, yeah, you can get it everywhere you get books. Basically, Amazon, I love it. All the rest. Beautiful. Enjoy. Perfect. It's incredible. All right. Well, Made in Chafford podcast episode 100. One for the books. Quite literally. Um, <laughs> one for the books. Is that the name of this episode? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Until next time, you can All follow right. us on anything, everything made in Chafford. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Nah, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Peace and blessings. Thank, yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks yes. for having me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.